Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. That's all he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is your weekly comedy variety talk show, and I'm your host, Sarah. I'm your host, Sarah, and welcome back to the podcast where I shoot the shit with friends, comedians, and various guests about life while drinking. And if you're a brand new listener, welcome to the shit show. This week's guest is the very funny Adrian Gabriel. She is a comic here in Halifax that I've been trying to get on for a while now. I've seen her a bunch of times, and finally, I was able to run up to her and tell her, come on my podcast, and she was so excited to do it. So, so glad I got to hang out with Adrian. This was so fun. So we drank some Prosecco and I got to know Adrian, who I actually didn't really know that well going into this interview, but we talked a lot about comedy, challenges in comedy. We talked about traveling. Um, Adrian has totally inspired me to take a solo trip and just start living my damn life. So thank you for that, Adrian, for the inspiration. Um, this was a great conversation. I really had a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to love Adrian. She's great. And she is someone who kind of goes there with comedy. She kind of likes to push the boundaries a bit. And I really appreciate that about her. That's kind of my favorite kind of comedy is the kind where you can mostly relate to it. And then every now and then you get that kind of tinge of uncomfortableness, but it's still funny. And she definitely has a lot of that in her comedy. So loved Adrian, loved this episode. Hope you guys will too. Do make sure to follow Adrian on social media. I will link below to her Instagram account. And if you're in the Halifax area, um, stay tuned for Ladies Night at the Oasis which will be on December 3rd. So that's a couple weeks away. It's always an amazing time at Oasis downtown in Halifax. It's usually a stacked lineup of amazing female comics. I'm usually there being really loud in the front row, throwing my bras at them. Um, so it's a really good time. And you guys should come out and see Adrian on that lineup, as well as a bunch of others. You can follow myself on Instagram as well. I am at Sarah with an H, M-A-C-L. And of course, Intoxicated at Intoxicated Podcast. That's both on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at in underscore Toxicated. If you dig what you hear, make sure you are subscribed on any app that you use so that you don't miss an episode. You can leave an iTunes rating or review as well. And if you happen to be listening to this and really digging what you hear and you're having fun, give it a share. I would love to see people sharing 
the fact that they're listening. Um, Because, you know, I want to know. I want to know if you guys like this. I want to know if you're digging what I'm doing. Uh, It's always appreciated. 138 episodes in. It never gets old hearing that people are enjoying the show. So share it on social media. Tell a friend. That's even better. Share it and tag your friends, maybe even. That would be like the best way to get the word out. Also, if you're someone who has been listening and you have any questions, feedback, or comments, you can email that to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're a big fan, you can check out Patreon. So that is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. I'm really hoping to ramp that up a bit in the coming weeks. Life has just been balls out crazy. I've been saying this on every intro for the past like month, but um, I feel like I am just struggling to keep up with everything. So I'm trying to get my shit together to ramp that Patreon up and hopefully get more Patreons. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, enjoy this awesome episode with the very lovely and hilarious Adrian Gabriel. And then I have this bell. Oh, what's the bell? So the bell is... I've heard the bell when I've listened to your podcast, and I still don't know what it means. <laughs> it's kind of like positive reinforcement, like, yes, good point. Oh, I agree. Or okay. like, like, like if, if, if you say something really funny, like, I'll usually ding it. Okay. So it's just, it's just a positive reinforcement bell. Oh, okay. Like Pavlov. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. it, yeah, it kind of started off being, like, when people would burn... Like, if, if a guest was to burn me, which I encourage. Yeah. I encourage burning. Okay. And roasting and all okay, that. Okay, I'll try to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's something... Well, I'll get into it in the, when we start the episode, but... Um, yeah, so I, I, it started off as that, but then I kind of started dinging it when I would just agree with guests, like, mm-hmm. if they made a really good point, mm-hmm. like, I would ding it, and then it just feels good to ding it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so we'll get it started. Welcome okay. back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. Oh boy! I'm very, very excited to have someone I've wanted to have on the show for a while now. Adrian Gabriel! Yay. She's here! Yay. She made it! I made it! This has been in the works for a bit. Yes. And uh, scheduling and all that, mm-hmm. but you're one of those people I was like, I will take whatever day you can give me. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't know that you were hunting me down. Um, <laughs> had I known that, I wouldn't have, like, you know, I, like I said to you, I get up at 5.30 in the morning, so I kind of, like, when I'm done and the, the show's over, I'm, like, out of there. You're out of there. And yeah. that's understandable, because, I mean, if you get up at 5.30, to get a good sleep, what time do you normally go to bed? I never get a good sleep. <laughs> I love this! <laughs> me neither! <laughs> but if I were to get a good sleep, I'd probably go to bed at like 9.30 or something like 9 that. 9.30, 10. 10 at the latest, yeah. but yeah. I don't. It's like 10.30, 11, and then I wake up. For some reason, my internal alarm clock gets me up between 4.30 and 5. Holy shit. So, yeah. And do you like that? No, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Man, I don't understand like these people who have internal alarm clocks that wake them up so early. Yeah, like, no, I, I, don't I I've never either. had that. I could probably naturally sleep till eleven oh, at yeah. all times. I'll, I've never done that. Ever. No, no. That's Even crazy. if I stay up late, which I've never been a late night person, right? Um, like uh, the latest I've ever slept is like ten. Wow. Ever. Wow. Yeah. So, so, but you don't. That's interesting, though. That like that's your natural habit, but you don't like it. It's always yeah. fascinating to me because I have a friend who also works government yeah. and gets up. Re- she does like media monitor- monitoring and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so she gets up like before the news comes out. So she gets up mega early. Ugh. And it's the same thing with her. Like she's like, they said I'd get used to it, but I haven't yet. And I still fucking hate it. And I'm just like, it's just interesting to me. Like yeah. choosing a lifestyle that you 
hate like with my job like i gotta get up at seven which isn't too bad right like that's like to me that's normal time to get up well i you know i get up at five thirty to work out yeah and then i have to be to work for eight fifteen. so I, if i got up like i'm an early bird but like early is like you know seven maybe seven thirty right but not 5.30. That's 5:30. fucking disgusting. 5.30 is brutal. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, like, and especially in the winter when there's no sun. Like, do you, are you affected by the, like, the winter? Like everybody else? I never used to be, but now I find that I am now. I find mm-hmm. that it's miserable. Like, I'm just yeah. miserable. Yeah. I hate it. I do. I hate it, too. Yeah. It doesn't just... feel natural waking up when there's no sun. No, it doesn't. And I, the, I heard they're talking about getting rid of daylight savings time. How and, the heck? How do you just yeah. get rid of that though? Well, there's a lot of places that don't that don't even have it. There's a lot of countries that don't even have it. I mean, fair. Yeah, and I would move there in a second <laughs> if I knew which ones they were. But I don't um, like it when it works against me. I actually found myself really enjoying the extra hour this yeah. time around, where, where we got the extra hour. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just busy. <laughs> yeah. But, no, the pro- like- but the problem with the extra hour is that it's it's fucking like dark as shit when you wake up in the morning. I know it's gross. It's so it's I hate it. Yeah. Mornings are I I I hate mornings. Yeah. Like I'm not like people who know me well know do not talk to me before eleven. Yeah. And then the other problem is that it's also really dark when you leave work. Yeah. Like you're fucked either way. You're fucked either way. Oh man, I mean, we're just we're just getting into the winter now. Like the first snow happened recently, yes. and like we're we're just on at the beginning. Uh, I feel like every year I don't have a fall. Like fall is like a month. Yeah, it feels like because yeah. summer lasts well into September. Mm-hmm. Like so I think September twentieth is the la- is the first day of fall. Is it? I think so. I don't know. But like it, and then and then like you know November comes and there's snow on the ground. Yeah, so it's, it's we have October. October is my favorite month i love i love the fall i really do but like you i agree it's it's quite short yeah it's too um short. but yeah so like yeah the, this 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 daylight saving times yeah it really does Fuck it with sucks it, it really fucks does yeah i'm exhausted we're that exhausted. should just be the title of the episode we're exhausted yeah it should be uh i'm <laughs> really stoked to have you on so <clears throat> we this podcast is kind of around drinking so when i asked you what you wanted to drink uh you said prosecco and that was your first thing that came out of your mouth so that's what i got today i am a classy bitch you Thank are you. a classy ass bitch yes. i don't think i've ever had prosecco on this podcast <laughs> i think i've had like prosecco's not champagne though right no it's, it's um, different champagne the only like you can only call sparkling wine champagne if it comes from the champagne region of france Ooh. prosecco is Italian sparkling wine. Okay. And then there's other sparkling wines that can't be called Prosecco because it's not from Italy. Although I've seen people try, I think there's, it, that's kind of changing that some, some manufacturers or whatever you call them, vineyards. I don't know. I'm not, I'm classy, yeah. but I'm not that classy. We I don't, don't know, know shit. <laughs> um, they, 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 I think they've tried to sneak in the word Prosecco mm. on their wines, even though they're from California or something. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love the word. Like, I just want to say Prosecco. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's sensual. It is. Um, now this terrifies me. Oh, opening do you night. want me to help yeah. you? Can, can you do I'm, it? I'm a pro. Can, does it pop like champagne? Like, is it, it gonna, does. Is it Have gonna you go been, flying? Did you like jog home with this in your 
knapsack or something? Um, it was gonna... in my purse, but okay, it was we... sitting in we... the fridge for a good <laughs> half hour. We could be in trouble. So who's going to like deep throat this if it starts to <laughs> overflow? Not me. <laughs> going I to you. volunteer. We'll just hope and pray. And if it starts to spill, just put it this way. Okay. I'm scared. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun yeah right that was a lot of fun it's festive oh my god that's fabulous yeah. so pour yourself a glass oh, as big you. as you want oh, okay. and obviously you're taking the leftovers with you for your oh my god. girls night fun um so you're a prosecco girl so i am what, I is this your prosecco. poison it is absolutely my poison. I drink at least one a week. Really? Yeah. And this is your kind of go-to brand, eh? Well, um, or your an, suggested brand? There's well, this one's easy. It's like in a lot of the um, in the liquor stores, you right? Know? Yes. So it is. Is it? How do you pronounce that? Well, I call it Gancha. Gancha. Prosecco um, dry. Yeah. Yum yum. So we got some ice here. Yeah. We're gonna keep it cold. Awesome. It's like a hotel. It's like a hotel room. Sweet. That's, that's the feel that I wanted for I'm, this episode. I feel like I'm on an out call. Yeah, we're, bo- we're both conference women who are getting silly in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Business women. Cheers. cheers. Oh my God, we have to start with the cheers. Cheers. Has to happen. Here we go. Mm, yummy. Mm. Mm. You know what? Yeah. Like it way better than champagne already. Yeah? Yeah, I, I tend to get so sick on champagne. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's the bubbles. Well, there's definitely a lot of bubbles in this, but... It's not as sweet. It's not as sweet. I don't know what champagne, like, you've had, but I tend to go for a very... (laughs) Cheap. (laughs) I tend to go for a very dry, like, um, champagne that kind of has a yeasty taste. Mm. They call call it, like, toasty. Toasty. Yeah, like a toast kind of flavor. Oh, maybe that's my issue. I think that there was a period of my life... That I drank a lot of really cheap wine and champagne that was like overly sweet and yeah. just like ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, that'll well, do it. That'll was, ruin you. Yeah, there's one brand in particular that Baby Duck. It might have been Baby. <laughs> it might very well have been Baby Duck. Uh, but there was one brand of champagne that we used to get every New Year's Eve, and every New Year's Eve we would just like go all out with the champagne, and like I would drink a lot, and then I would just be puking. Did it begin with an F? I can't pronounce it. There's one in the liquor store that's like it begins with an F. Oh, it was Spumante. That's, oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's another horrid Sp- one. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I used to drink all the time for yeah. New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Spumante. Sp- Spumante. Yeah, I used to like exclusively drink wine. Yeah. And it was always wine, white wine from the Germany section with uh-huh. blue bottles. So it wouldn't matter the brand as long right. as it was in a blue bottle. $10 <laughs> from the Germany section. That's what I would always get. German wine, I find a lot of it tends to be sweeter. And that's I could be wrong, but I've noticed 100%. a lot of sweet wines from Germany. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely dislike sweet wine and i don't know how i did it back then but i did um those are those would give you really bad hangovers i think it's the sugars that the sugar that makes gives a bad hangover one of the things absolutely because i also used to get sick on vodka cranberries all the time i would drink really fruity vodka drinks like we would go out there was a time uh, have you always lived in Halifax? Or? No. Okay, there was a time that there was dollar drinks at the Dome, which oh. was the bar downtown. And yeah. 
I would go out and get like doubles or like vodka cranberries. Oh, like fun. no soda water or anything, just vodka cranberry. Good for those UTI UTIs. Oh my god. Or vodka limes. Vodka with lime juice. That would be yummy too. And I would get so sick. <laughs> and I would puke and it would burn my throat. Oh my up god, you're like, so I don't know what sweet. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> like, why does this keep happening? I don't think I was ever um built to drink a lot of alcohol. Oh, okay. Like, my family, like, my dad loves scotch. and like, Oh, I like scotch. They like to partake in wine and scotch and stuff. But, like, yeah. my sisters aren't big drinkers. Right. Um, One sister, like, I don't think she ever really drinks. Wait a second. You're not a big drinker and you're, you have host a, drink. a drinking S- podcast. I think I had to find what I can drink. Right. So, vodka sodas is what I can drink. Yeah. I, I love can get vodka drunk. sodas. Yeah, I can, get, I can pound back the vodka sodas. Beer, I get sick. Yeah, that's nasty. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. so much that I can't drink. It's just that, like, I will not have the best time on certain alcohols. Right. Which is beer, for sure. I can have maybe two beer, and that's my limit on beer. Yeah. And then... I can drink one. Yeah. And then it, I'm it like... It just makes me bloaty. Yeah, me too. And I hate the feeling I get when I drink yeah. beer. I think if if I were to drink a beer, it would be on a patio. Like, it would be a Corona on a patio. Yeah, like in the hot... In, like, a hot yeah. weather. Yeah. Like, I like that. And I have beer in my fridge at all times for like when dudes come over and I'm like, you want a beer? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's something I should have in my fridge right. doing this podcast where um, like you just never know what people are going to want to drink. Right. So I try to have a variety of things on tap here. Uh, but yeah, no, vodka sodas is kind of where I figured out, OK, I can drink a lot of this, get drunk and not be too sick. Vodka soda is totally like a lady drink because it's like so low in cal- calories. Yes. You know? Yes. This is Which I hear. I hear that they're low in calories. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly. I wonder, do you think that it's like the healthiest thing you could drink or are there healthier options? I don't think, um, well, I'd say vodka cranberry because there's some cranberry or something. Yeah. I don't know, but I think pretty much all alcohol is poison. So It's so <laughs> true. So if you're going to drink, fuck it, just drink what you want. It's so true. Like a lot of people lose so much weight when they just stop drinking at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's brave. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's brave of you, you, Susan. (laughs) Good on you, Susan. Nice. Okay, I'm gonna have another Chardonnay. (laughs) Chardonnay. (laughs) Um, I was gonna say, do you remember the first time you got drunk as a young kid or teenager? Oh my god, yeah. I think it was like twelve, and twelve. Yeah, and I used to um, paddle for Sonobi. And that's on Lake Banook. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we used to have these, um, these camping trips where, um, all the people from, like all the people of your age group would go with their coach to an island on Lake Micmac. This is gonna, like, this is really creepy. Like, this would never happen today. <laughs> like, so, like, the coach would go off with, like, a, a group of, like, let's say 25, you know, 12, 13 year olds and maybe one other coach. So two guys coaches. and girls. Yeah. Some, sometimes our coaches, I always had guy coaches. And so the guy coaches would take guys and girl paddlers. And sometimes it was just the girls. It, it usually went by like a war canoe. Uh-huh. Like, you know, there's like 14 kids in a war canoe. Right. And so 
Um, but sometimes I remember there were co-ed sleepovers too. And so we'd go off to these islands and sleep over and like we would get somebody to buy us booze and we'd get drunk. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and the coach would like eventually fall asleep and we'd be running around like fucking maniacs on this little That's island. That's hilarious. Yes. I almost drowned one time. Holy shit. Like I. <laughs> That's wild. Like, you would you be camping? Or yeah. Oh, yeah. No, camping. You, yeah, you'd camp. You'd, like, so we would just, like, put, we'd bring our sleeping bags and bring, like, marshmallows and, like, some weird food, like, maybe some hot dogs and who knows what. Like, oh just survival-type food because we'd cook over a campfire. Yeah. And our parents would just drop us off at the club and be like, see you later. Have fun. Uh, and we would just go out there and we'd sleep on the ground. And someone would always get the booze. Someone yeah. was the booze. Someone got getter. the booze. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. older brother, sister, whatever. And that was the first time I got drunk was one on, a, on one of those islands. I'm surprised we didn't have someone die because we were wow. like, we were like, yeah, we we're like little maniacs running around. And like you're on this island. Wasted. An island. Just you. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Do you remember what the booze was? It was beer. Beer. Yeah. And I had I had five to me, five to myself. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, five would get me drunk now. Oh my god! <laughs> I couldn't drink five, and I don't think I made it through five. I probably had like maybe two, yeah. maybe three. Oh, yeah, twelve though. Like yeah, yeah that would wasted. be. I remember being really young and getting sips of beer from my dad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my dad's a. Uh, a Huge drinker. Cheers. Cheers. And, uh, cheers. Well, yeah, I mean, cheers. my dad's not, but yeah. well, I mean, he he likes to drink, but not to that level. But so my dad is, and whenever I'd go, it, he'd need a new beer. I would go to the fridge, and yeah, I'd pop it for him, and I'd always get a sip. So Little same sip. With you. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the yeah. F- probably it was probably like a Leblat Blue mm-hmm. or like a Keys, one of those. Yeah, my, I think my dad's is is a Labatt's Blue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember it was always ice cold. Yeah, and it was always in the summer yep. on the deck. Yeah, and so I associate beer with like being a patio drink. Yeah, first taste is free. Yeah, and then then you want it yeah. at the camping trip with the twelve year old. God, that's so funny. <laughs> also hilarious because you're right; that probably wouldn't happen these days. Oh my god, absolutely not! And it was awesome. <laughs> like it was the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even before. We'd get drunk, and if we didn't have alcohol on the trip, because they were, I mean, we didn't get it every single time. It's hard to find people who would buy booze for 12 year olds. Yeah. So, yeah, on those times when we um, didn't have it, it was still fun. How could you hide the fact that you had drank? Well, we would start drinking when the coach, like the coach would get bored, I'm sure. And he was like, okay, I've had enough of this shit. You guys are, you know, I'm like, they were like, say, I would guess that they were probably like 18, maybe. Mm. And they're like, I'm tired of dealing with a bunch of 12 year olds. I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm passing out. Yeah. 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 Maybe they were drunk too. You guys do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I've had, you know, my buzz is wearing off. I'm going to bed. (laughs) You guys can do what you want, man. Just don't don't kill yourselves. Don't kill <laughs> And so, and you almost drown. You said, "Yeah, I was out oh in a canoe because we'd get there by motorboat and canoes." If I remember, yeah, like motorboat and canoes. Wow. And I went out with a, in a canoe with someone, and it was cold. You know, it's cold at night here, right? Yes. And I had on like probably it's like a sweatshirt and whatever. I had all my clothes on, and um, somehow because we were drunk. We tr- we tipped the canoe and had, 
<laughs> and I had to like pull it into shore and come in. Yeah. I mean, I. That's I, my biggest fear with canoeing. Is I, it? I, yeah. Just having a tip. Yeah. Freaks, and I, I don't mind water. Like I can swim. And, yeah, yeah. And everything. But there's something about like being out and then having a canoe tip. I mostly just don't want to mess up my hair and makeup. I think. I, tot- I totally get what that. It is. Yeah. I mean, back then I didn't care. I, I didn't yeah back then i had like practically a buzz cut my mother oh. my mother did not did you have she's the mushroom probably cut listen to this to this podcast um yeah no not a mushroom cut just like super like kind of mini me butch haircut like my yes. mom's a lesbian and she's like so not into like hair and makeup and clothes really yeah she has no idea how she gave birth to me and, hilarious and so i literally had like my entire childhood this like like they would use the clippers in the back oh wow. my hair that's Shit. how short it was oh man i want to see pictures of this yeah it was it was <laughs> i i was rocked the mushroom cut for a long time really the mushroom cut? mushroom cuts bowl oh cuts God. always short hair I have a theory that because of that, I became such a girly yes. woman. Maybe and that's one why in, I am like this. I mean, it could be. Because for me, it's like I've been, my hair's pretty long now. I've been working on growing it out. I've always wanted really long diva hair. Me too. Hair. Me yeah. too. And it's because I think when I was a little girl, I was like always wanting to be a little more feminine. And they made me boyish. Yes. Yeah, you weren't raised by lesbians. No. Oh, okay. Well, I thought well, I'm parents from Anaganish, so. Okay, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom was just, she just, I think she just wanted us to be practical, was her thing. Okay, that makes sense. And probably yeah. she was busy and yeah. she was practical and she was like, okay, I don't have time for this like braids yeah. bullshit. And I did have to wear dresses like to church events and stuff. Right. And I remember hating it. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing about it. Like I think I just want the long hair maybe, but I hated being put in dresses. Maybe it's because I just didn't like what the dresses looked like. There's a classic picture of me in like this like kind of old timey dress. And I'm just like, <laughs> like most of the pictures from my childhood, I'm just like, so unhappy Aww. and i'm like i'm like jesus christ like i hate when people post like oh look how cute and sunshiny i was as a kid i'm like i can't post those because there's not a lot of them <laughs> i remember i hated my teeth so i'd always smile Ooh. like this yeah 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 and then i was like oh my god like why do you hate your teeth like you have nice teeth <laughs> well thank you i i don't know why i hated my teeth but yeah. i did that oh man like yeah. just like puberty age insecurities yeah. are are real yeah they're real really real but i feel like it's they weren't as real as it my 30s is worse well i, I was just about to say yeah, like, and then for women they just keep going and going and yeah, it's going just, it's just different levels of hating ourselves yes diff- totally different levels i feel like you're like i don't know how you like how old are you can we say that's interesting because i don't talk about my age you don't no i have actually no idea how old you are yeah, i can't even a lot it. of people don't know how old i am and the reason is is because a few things i realized very early on that people are very judgmental of women and they're and i lived in asia for a few years and Mm. they have this saying um women are like christmas cakes by the 20 after the 25th nobody wants them oh and i became really like conscious of my age i know isn't that gross that is disgusting that's it's gross and it and it but it makes sense because uh well i mean a lot of the um sorry where where did you say you lived again was it uh, i lived in korea and Co- japan okay 
So, like, that whole, like, especially Korean skincare, like, the reason Korean skincare is so um, sought after is because, like, they're obsessed Obsessed. with looking young. Obsessed. Obsessed with it. I mean, like, a Korean skincare routine is 12 steps. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Yeah, and I used to, I, like, uh, yeah. So I kind of became really affected by that, and I was like, I... I just don't tell people my age and mm. I and I feel like women not just in Asia but everywhere is we we have this there's a lot there's a stigma yeah. for women of you know like once I mean I'm not fucking 60 right no, no. but like but there is a stigma to uh women uh, once you get to be of a certain age they're like uh, you know after the 25th yep. nobody wants you so and the other thing is that i feel like in comedy um it's really um they it's like kind of a young person's game yeah and uh well, especially I, for males yeah i, I actually say for both i would say for both but i would like from my perspective i like like karen from older comedians more because they got more fucking life stories to speak from yeah i would rather hear someone who's older i think yeah but you're right i think it's ugh, i mean stupid. i'm definitely i know there's a lot there's tons of comedians of different age ranges right mm-hmm. um but i just think that um it's just easier to like keep that under wraps right and leave people guessing yes and just do my own thing and also like who cares because you're putting yourself out there and you should be judged on your comedy that's what i want to be judged on. rather than your age exactly i want to be judged on my talent because you're you'd be facing two things the yeah. age yeah. and the fact that you're a woman yeah. which we don't talk about a lot but like how many times do women comedians hear, you were pretty funny for a woman. Yes. And I don't normally like female comedians. Yes. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that not from the audience per se, but I've had experiences where I, I know it's because I'm a woman. Like, for example, I've gotten, I've, I've walked on the stage and I've had, I've heard a guy, like guys say things like, oh, now we're talking. Now right. I, li- I like this. Oh, like now you got me. You like, finally um, impressed me. Or no, no. As I'm walking on the stage, I've heard people say like that as in like, oh, here comes someone that I could bang or something oh, like that. You know what I mean? Fuck. And and I'm like, okay, I'm not here. Um, <laughs> I'm not here to have sex with you. I'm here <laughs> to make you laugh. Yeah. And and I kind of ignore that, um, but right. but I've had a lot of experiences like that. Interesting. And I and I've had a yeah I've I've had other things like that happen. I always wonder about that because I I've listened to a lot of podcasts with comedian female comedian hosts, and a lot of them talk about how they don't get hit on as much as like a male comedian would. I never get hit on. You but get I kind of heckled ish. Yes, I from- get kind of. Yeah, like gross comments. Right. So it's not like they're approaching you after the show. No. It's usually what when you're on stage. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And it just makes me uncomfortable. So I just try to I try not to focus on anything like that. I I mean, I like to look good. Of course. But I yeah, I just try not to look. That that's I I feel like you're the type though that probably wouldn't take any shit if that happened. It depends. Like, I am so new in comedy that a lot of times when stuff like ha- that happens, I'm a deer in the headlights. Really? And I, I'm just like, I'm just here to do my jokes. Uh, what, like, what do I say now? You know? That's interesting. Cause like, wh- I've seen you, um, 
handful of times, I would say. Probably at least four, maybe. And you feel like I feel like you're a ballsy comedian. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But you know what? I feel like a lot of that is smoke and mirrors. Really? <laughs> like, well, tell me about that, because that's so fascinating to me. And this is why I love sitting down and talking to comedians, because it's so interesting how performative it is and how there's like a little bit of a wall there um versus when you're talking to them like this and you're right. getting to know like the insecurities that go behind it right. and like the inside processes right because when i see people on stage like i truly see confidence and i see stage presence and oh, i wow. see all those things okay, but what's working, every man? single comedian they're the most insecure people ever oh my god yeah i totally i would say like i i'm very insecure and i have a lot of like self-doubt and yeah uh, like i i as i like there's many nights where i'm like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and then i'm like well you're doing this for a reason go like this is at home when i'm at home and i'm getting ready and i'm like i don't want to go oh my god this is gonna be awful this is gonna be awful um nobody's gonna find me funny i'm not funny and then i'm like just okay just go just don't be stupid you do this for a reason you know because you want to be loved (laughs) and and so i So I just go and um, I feel that though because because yeah. I mean even recording podcasts it's kind of the same thing. There's a level of being on, yeah, and sometimes you have to pump yourself up, yeah, to do it, yeah. And I mean I'm not getting up on the stage in front of people like I just can't imagine, yeah, um, like being even having a really bad day or going through something emotionally or dealing with some life shit and then having to pump yourself up to go on stage even if it is for five minutes. To make people laugh. Like, that's a lot to do. Yeah, and I... Yeah. I love doing it, and when it goes well, it is the best feeling ever. Yeah, I can can imagine. Um... So I do enjoy it, yeah. Um, but I do have a lot of like insecurities Sorry. because it is very vulnerable. You put yourself out there; it's crazy, and you're like, "This is me," and and I'm trying to show more of me. Like yeah. and, again, I've only been this is like year two and a half. Oh, okay, and so two I'm and still day. trying to find out who I am. You're still finding your voice, com- yeah. comedy voice, yeah. yeah. And so. Yeah, I just find that it's very, you're very vulnerable up there. Just like, this is who I am. Like, please find it funny. Right. And this is who I am. And I'm hoping to make you laugh from it. Yes. Like, yeah. And so that's a really vulnerable place to be. And like, God, if yeah. people don't laugh, you're like, okay, I'm just, I am just a piece of shit. Okay. I'm Ugh. just going to go now. Right. See, this is my thing. Like, I, I hear from a lot of people and I always, I usually ask people like how they started doing that. And how they kept doing it. And so many people will say things like, oh, like, I, my first couple of shows were terrible. And then I stopped for a long time. Oh, my God. That's exactly Is that what, what happened ha- to you? And I, then you got yeah, back into it. Yeah. I had a friend who tried to convince me to do comedy. And um, I don't do anything unless I pay for it. And so I was like, okay, you got a course. Can I do something? Can I learn something? And he was like, okay, yeah, I know. Somebody teaches a course. So I took this course in comedy and how to write comedy and at the end of it there was like this you know end of end of the course kind of gala event Ooh, was, this, I, was this in toronto no this was here oh really yeah, yeah. oh interesting yeah and so it doesn't i i don't think it happens very often but i i took it and i did this night and i 
I killed it. But yeah. it was filled with people who were there to support you. Right. And of course you're going to kill it because they're all like, you are awesome. Encouraging environment. Yeah. yeah. Like, yes, girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I yes. did it maybe like six more times and I stunk. Yeah. Like every, I bombed every single time. Right. And it was awful and i was like you suck what were you thinking and i didn't do it for a year after that wow and my friend the one who originally got me into this he was like what are you doing you're funny come on stop it (laughs) and so i was like okay i'll try it again and that's i've been going like two and a half years since then right consistently yeah yeah but yeah it's just been it's it can be really hard well that's the thing i (laughs) think And, and the struggle that I'm running into, because I've been thinking about getting up there and doing it too. You should. And that's what I hear from everybody. Everybody says you should. But I've I've been going to mics for over a year mm-hmm. consistently, just mm-hmm. as an audience member yeah. and as someone who's seeking out guests and stuff. And um, I now think about comedy way too critically. I'm actually like, I have things like I have what I think could be a set. But I'm looking at it and I'm going, oh, but like I heard so-and-so say this that I should do. And like, like I have too many voices in my head, but I also have tons of friends like you who are like, just go do it. You like, should just do, just do it. That's the thing is like, I, I'm learning that the the stuff like you just bring stuff up there and try it and kind of work stuff out as yeah. you go up there and you just try it and take it back and rewrite it and that sort of thing. And so even if you're not sure, you just go up and say it. And it, yeah. it, just saying it right. helps kind of form what will, what will become a real joke. Eventually one day. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing about it. Like I always, um, I, I'm at a lot of open mics and a lot of times comics will say things like, oh, that was a new one. It didn't go so good. Or, oh, that was a new one. I'm glad it went well. Um, and I often wonder how much of a chance you give jokes before you say it's just there's nothing there. I give it a few chances. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff that I've written. Like I tried to write stuff about my time in Asia and it was just, it just never, it just never seemed to work. And I have great, I think I have great I, there's great stuff in there. Right. But I can't quite get it to work. And I tried it a few times and I just let it go. And I think I'll revisit it. Right. But I will try things a few times, like maybe three, four times at an open mic and just try to continue to like add to it or change it somehow. Change it in ways yeah. that could. Cause I think, uh, well, one thing that like my friend Andrew Vaughn tells me all the time, he's like, you just got to find the funny. Like, yeah. what's the funny? Like, what you experienced, like, to you must be funny because you experienced it, but where's the funny in it yeah. for other people to laugh at? Exactly. Because we all think our life is ridiculous. Yes. But, like, it's kind of about appealing to everybody else. That's the tricky part. Finding that the essence, I think, yes. of it. Because, yeah, life is funny uh-huh. and crazy, but there's a difference between just talking to your friends and and making... Like and and being funny with your friends, right. and then getting up on stage and being funny and telling like a funny story. Yeah, like this or, is something that happened to me that was funny, right? And like there's there's stories, but then there's also like the joke, right? Yeah. The the setup and the punchline, punch exactly. So and that's what I think. It like really truly, the essence of it has to be set up punchline. Yeah, 
With all the tags. With all the tags. Yeah. Yeah. That Which you is can really change up hard. Every now and then. I know. I, well, that's the thing. Like, I just, I don't know if I can, if I can do it. I feel like my relationship with comedy is very, uh, like, I just, I kind of want to admire it from afar. <laughs> like support it and help enrich it but, no, the, you but like, try. I, don't know. I don't know we'll see like I, I had people telling me that I should do like the next like Oasis Ladies Night yeah oh my god yes. yeah because I love them you could be a special guest yeah maybe I don't know you should do it I don't know it's in December I know it's it's just so nerve-wracking like I'd probably literally puke that could be very funny if you did it on stage <laughs> Do what I'm saying. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, look at that. She yeah, like, cute. this is terrifying. That is awesome. <laughs> Have you, so like, what was your first, uh, your first show? Like, you said that you, you did really well. It what was, was at, the first show like? It was at Brewster's in Bedford, and there was a whole bunch of people. Like, the place was packed with like friends and coworkers and cuz everybody brought all their friends and relatives and coworkers and uh there was probably about ten, like 8 10 comedians or people who that's the thing is I never called myself a comedian for the longest time I kindest now I I'll get to that in a second but yeah because otherwise I'll digress so back like that show was really uh, it was really great like I I felt like when I got off stage that I was like it was the biggest adrenaline rush. Yeah. It was like, I was almost like I was high. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, was like, wow, I want to feel this all the time. Yeah. It's like a drug. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then I didn't feel it <laughs> for the next yeah. like six times. But was- in a way that's good because it's giving you the tough skin to keep going. Yeah. And despite honest- having b- the bad shows. Yeah. And honestly, like, um, I have this really great friend who's like a my comedy mentor um, from Boston. Ooh. His name is JJ Jones. He's super funny. Awesome. And he is always like telling me like like giving me advice. And one of the things like after one of my bombs cuz there's been many, he's like you want the bombs. Bomb when you bomb, when you just do terrible, it's the best learning experience. So like once you finish that and you get home like Think about it. Like, what did you learn from it? Yeah. And then take that and improve yourself. Exactly. And it makes yeah. the bombing easier. I mean, it still hurts, but it's not as excruciating as it once and was. Because as, as long as you learn from it, it's only going to make you better. Yeah. And, yeah. Unless you're someone who just isn't aware of the bomb and just blames yeah. the crowd or yeah. blames. Like, like that guy from um, American Idol. What was his name? She Bang. They called him She Bang or something. Oh, Some yeah. Guy. This, this, I think he was a Chinese guy who like thought he was like mm-hmm. amazing and he was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Like him. Yeah. Pretty who much. has no self-awareness. No self-awareness at all. Yeah. And it's, it's, everyone tells me too. They're like, your first set. You expect that no one will laugh. Unless you bring like 15 of your friends and they're all going to be sweet and they're going to laugh their asses off. And that's always kind of what I think. And and my kind of take on it is, is like if I ever did a show, I'd maybe tell like two friends to come. Yeah. But other than that, I want people like you. I want people like Kirsten. I want my comedy friends Mm -hmm. there because at least if they're laughing, because comedy comedians are hard to make laugh. Oh, my God. I am the worst person. (laughs) I I will not laugh at anything. Good. I want you there. I want you there to hear it and tell me that it wasn't good. But you know what? Even if it isn't good, you're still so brave to get up there. 
to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah that's and the thing. and I can appreciate that. Like even when I see a shebang person, you know, up yeah. there. I will still give them props, props for it's having a, done it. It's like a bad karaoke singer yes, who, who just good, who just loves to sing. Yes. Yeah. They just love what they're doing. Yeah. They suck at it, but they love the but song. But you can appreciate their enthusiasm, mm-hmm. you know? 100%. And also, too, like, I see a lot of sets where I'm like, I didn't laugh at anything, but there's things that could, there's something there. Yeah. Whether that's like a stage presence or yeah. maybe there's some some material there that yeah. they just need to flush out a bit more. Yeah. You're never going to be perfect right away. God, no. I've never seen, and ha- getting back to that, I've never seen an actual shebang on stage. Yeah. Like I've always seen what you were talking about, like someone who's new and yeah. like kind of like, you know, like me, I'm new and I make lots of mistakes and I, you know, don't have great nights, but um you know, I, when I watch new people, um, there's always something that you can appreciate. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred. I mean, there's. I mean, I think there's some cases where there's nothing. I'm. Yeah. You know there's what? There's definitely I've yet some to cases. See a she bang. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for the she bangs because they're fucking hilarious. Oh, I, I can tell you some. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when we get off camera, you can yeah. tell me. Yeah. I mean, there's like. I mean, I think that there's also um, so much to be learned, especially new people starting off in comedy as etiquette. Oh yeah, I do see and that. Just how to handle yourself, yeah. in, in certain situations. I've probably broken broken a ton of breaking. Like holy broken? shit, I don't breaking? think I can have another. No broken? more wine for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you breaking. you said it, and I totally just totally understood you. <laughs> I speak broken language too. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I've probably broken like a a ton of rules. But I mean, that's okay. Like, I mean, I just think I, you just gotta not be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah, that's, that's the main but that's, rule. That's in life. Don't in be life. a dick. Yeah, yeah. Just be a good person. Be a good person. Um, I, was, I always used to teach my students because I was in the classroom for what thirteen years. Like you know, uh, treat others as you would treat yourself. It's such a simple. Unless rule, you hate but yourself, so true. then don't. Yeah. <laughs> then don't treat others that then, way. Then treat them like like you might love yourself a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what ages did you teach? Um, in Asia, I taught primarily junior high. And then in Chicago, I taught grades three and four. Mm. Yeah. Which did you prefer? Because junior um, high, you got those puberty hormones going well, on. In Japan, like in Japan and Korea, like the kids are so well behaved. It's in, it's not even, it's not a big deal. Like junior right. high was easy, easy, easy. But in, I prefer grades three and four because they still, I mean, I like them both. But if I were to teach junior high here, I would hate it because yeah. they're just miserable and they hate you. They hate everything. Um, so I, I prefer the lower elementary grades. But in Chicago, grades three and four are, they're, you know, they're streetwise kids. Right. You know, I, I had a teacher in, what was she teaching? She was teaching grade primary, I think it was. And she was a large African-American woman who didn't take shit off of anybody. Her name was Ms. Boyd. And she used to like carry like she used to hit the kids with a ruler. Oh, God. So she was like really badass. And one of the kids called her a fat fucking Teletubby. Oh, my God. That was grade primary. So you can imagine what grade three, four was like. Like they were they I had kids. I had a kid carve bitch. In my door. What? Yeah. And one morning like I came up movie. and I was like, yes, I am. I oh, am a bitch. My Don't God. Don't fuck with me. 
Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I have so much like admiration for teachers because the amount of bullshit that they must put up with. Oh, yeah. Is insane. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. If you're not putting up with bullshit from the students, then you're putting up with bullshit from the parents. And I found the parents worse than the kids. Oh, well, like, yeah. like. I can. I could. I had like very good classroom management skills, mm. but you can't. You can't manage parents as well as Because it's like kids. adults on adults kind yeah. of thing. And they're probably telling you how things should be done. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, they come with their own issues. They usually aren't. Like in Chicago, for example, they um, usually didn't have successful academic careers themselves. So they don't really know what to do for their kids. Mm. And so they, I think they're intimidated to come to school and talk to the teacher because they don't feel good about their own experiences right so they they come with an attitude and they've already got like you know they kind of already have their backup they do yeah and and so they're annoyed and they're like you know they're kind of like well i had a crappy school experience my kid's not gonna have a crappy school experience but they don't know how to they don't know what that looks like they don't know how to help them and stuff so yeah i had a lot of angry parents i had a parent run through school like looking to like I I don't know if he was gonna just beat me up or kill me I wasn't oh sure God. which it was well either isn't God yeah, I know right Holy shit. <laughs> good times Holy fuck yeah was, man yeah that's insane because I told I told that I told his partner his wife that like his their son had to wear his school uniform and so like I kept track of who wore the school uniform who did their homework and all that kind of crap mm, mm. and i would give out little awards at the end of the month for people who did their homework and all this stuff and i said to them like a few times like you know he really should be wearing his uniform and blah 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 and the last time i said you know he really needs to wear his uniform they lost it <sighs> and that's when he was running through the school and i had to hide in the basement that's ins- <laughs> oh my god people are messed up that's yeah. crazy yeah it's kind of crazy do you miss that world yeah very much yeah <laughs> you miss the chaos yeah <laughs> <laughs> now you're just in a different type of chaos which is comedy yeah yeah i mean i don't uh, i think i never i always thought about trying comedy when i lived in chicago but mm. i was so busy because if you want to be a good teacher like you mm. i found like you had to really devote a lot of your time to being a good teacher and that required like evenings and weekends and right you know and when i wasn't teaching or preparing for teaching i was getting drunk to deal with the stress so <laughs> Um, there wasn't a lot of time for comedy, right? So I never tried it. Um, but I wish I had. What What was the inspiration to start trying that? When did that? It was absolutely that coworker of mine, just He's encouraging also a, you. Also a comedian, Kevin McDougal. Oh, okay. Yeah, he Perfect. he kept saying, "You're funny. Why aren't you? Why don't you try this?" And so it took some nudging. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Were you a fan of comedy growing up? And- I loved comedy. I've yeah. always loved comedy. Who are your like? Or like influences. Um, I love um you know, Nikki Payne. Yes. Um I like Erica Sigurdsson. Um I even like I like Kathy Griffin. I saw her once oh, in Kathy. live and she was fantastic. So I think she got a really bum rap from that whole um political satire thing oh. that she did. It was satire. Satire. That was bullshit. Oh, the way that she bullshit. was treated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah crazy i like um oh my gosh what is his name is it um i always screw up his name i know his last name is sagan david sagan okay that sounds right 
Yeah, he's really funny. Um, Derek's again. Derek's oh, again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you're listening and watching. Uh, we'll edit that. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know who else. A lot of, yeah. There's lots. I mean, I, you know, old, old school, like um, Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. and... Um, yeah. Yeah, all those, all the classics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those guys. So that's so, like, interesting to me. Just making the decision to try and do it. David Chappelle. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's. I love Chappelle. I've actually never watched <gasps> any, I know, I know. It's really, Oh, my God. It's, 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 <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I, I got to. Like, I just, I have to do it. Like, I really, like, At I religiously point. watched his, his TV show. And then his most recent comedy special. special? was amazing i like, keep hearing like mixed reviews about it i think you'll i don't know who gave you the mixed reviews but from my my perspective is that i feel like people who are easily offended oh, would not would, like it oh okay i'll be fine then. because he really pushed the limits and i love it when people push the limits. and i noticed that about your comedy oh, there's some bits you. and pieces in there yeah that <laughs> one could say and it doesn't but one could say it pushes some limits yeah i don't even like again i don't like, i love I'm, it though thank you but i'm so new that i'm just like i'm just writing like i'm just desperate for material i'm like i'm just writing stuff i don't even know what is a, what is the limits what's not the limits and i went to ottawa and did some shows recently and they hated one of my jokes my child labor joke that's the one i'm thinking of <laughs> Yeah. They hated it? Hated it. And I'm like, it's satire. Yeah. You know, like, I don't truly think children should work, you know? No. Yeah. Unless they're really good at it. Like, if they're, then I, like, I'm just like, you know, like that sweater from from Taiwan that I have. It's quality. Again, it's a joke, people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's. Yeah, that's something a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't make that disconnection. Like, yeah, like of, a lot of stuff that people say on stage is not, is not true. It's usually just, exaggerated. It's exaggerated. Yeah. And it's, it's them finding the funny in something dark or something. That's right. It's, they found a funny part of it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And I fucking love when comics do uncomfortable jokes because I love them and I just look around and I just, <laughs> I look around at all the uptight people peeing their pants. Like, it's so fucking great. I well, love you, it. You would have loved it in Ottawa because you yeah. heard a pin drop. Holy shit. And then I did one joke after that and it was crickets. <laughs> So what do you do when that happens? Well, that's... When that's, you don't get anything. <laughs> this is where, like, I'm not quite experienced Uh-oh. enough. You know? Like, it was embarrassing. You know? I was just like... I was in my head. I was like, what is happening? Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something happened. Well, I mean, because I always wonder, like, do you comment on it? Or do you yeah. just move on? Or, yeah. like... Like, I, I feel like I would be the type, if, I, if that happened to me, like, I... When I get uncomfortable, I do choose to comment on things. Yeah. And I probably would try to say something and probably fuck it up entirely. Like Sometimes I comment on it and sometimes I don't. It just depends. Again, I'm still getting comfortable on stage and I feel like sometimes it's I have that deer in the headlights thing where I'm like, okay, I have only 30 seconds left and I'm halfway through this joke. Something went wrong. What went wrong? And I was just right. like, just finish. Just keep going. Just keep going. Stay the course. Yeah. Stay the course. Yeah. And then other times I make fun of people. And I can tell you anything like that is better than what I've seen some people do, which is freeze and pace. 
Oh, on stage. Oh, that would be and, oh, and that look would be bad. and look like they are just like, what do I say next? What do I say next? What do I say next? Or get angry with the crowd. I think that's also the death knell to a set. Incredibly awkward. Yeah. When comics do that, incredible. Like, and I've been the audience member, and I also am friends with a lot of comedians, so I do see it from their perspective as well. But I hate it when comics do that. It's you know what? Don't blame the crowd or right. don't you know? But you can make fun of a crowd in a funny way. Yes. But it, there's a there's a difference between being, I think. Angry and like it's Placing, obvious. Yeah, there's a difference between making fun of um, and blaming. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But finding that is, I mean, I, that's that's also hard. Yeah, it is. And that. again, all those things I'm learning. It's it's incredible. I the more I do this, the more I realize how little I know. Right. Like how much there is to learn. Yeah. Like I was at. Um, Kirsten Finch's house the other night. We were talking and writing about comedy, and oh, I would love some to of the be a fly on the wall. For oh that. my god, she's so she's. So I love Kirsten. She's, Kirsten, she's shout awesome. out to Kirsten, and yeah, and Alva was. Uh, I don't know if you Alva <gasps> Marie Sparkles. She's amazing. We're Facebook friends now, but I yeah, haven't met her yet. She's awesome. So we we're all just talking about comedy and writing comedy, and and they have had so many more years of experience than me, mm-hmm. and just listening to them talk about all of the different things you need to think of yeah. in terms of what kind of jokes you bring to what crowd and right. You know, like, you know, what What do you do when something goes wrong? Like, just everything. So can I ask your opinion on something? Okay, yes. Because because this is something that is heavily on my mind. Okay, I, I think your eye makeup is perfect. If that's, oh, yeah. thank you so much. If that's what you're going to ask. I don't know. What, I spent you know. literally an hour doing it's it. It's gorgeous. So. Thank yeah. you. Um, but that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Okay. But I um, I think one thing that's stopping me from getting up on stage and, and trying it is having my material be very heavily focused on one particular subject, which is probably sex and relationships. Yeah. And I get a mixed bag of people telling me different things. I get female comics saying, fuck it, who cares? I get male comics saying, or male friends, male comics and friends, influences in my life saying, Nah, don't do that. Be more well-rounded. Have some material about other things, too, because you don't want to be the woman who's just talking about sex. And then I have other people who's just like, who cares? It's your first set. Just do it, and you'll get more jokes later. Okay, so I am of the camp. Like, I'm in the camp that thinks just do it because you – just do it. Like you, you only have so much material when you first start. You won't have a lot of material. Just do what you have. And – the sex stuff is always like low hanging fruit so it's easy it's low hanging fruit so it's easy and hey I am a dirty comic I talk about all kinds of dirty stuff so I get it (laughs) and I love it and I think it's because I'm so heavily influenced by that kind of comedy that's the kind of stuff that really makes me laugh right and uh, uh, applies to my life right like I had a situation at the hospital (laughs) Wait to hear this. I have to go like to the hospital for my pap test yes. because I have a um, cervix that is tilted. Yep, and they really got to get up in there and get like, in there and um, get at and it. And because I've been riddled with HPV and have had things done to it, I have to get my test done there for like a certain amount of time. And then I'm it's a long, long history. But this one woman we're doctor up close and personal here. We're gonna up close and personal. This one woman doctor fingered me so deeply that I was like, I don't think any man's ever done this. This lady business. This, she got right up in there, and like I was just like, I want to find a joke about this, but that I is also a joke. don't want to be. Joke. There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Just about the idea of like that's what we put sexual. up with as, 
Thank you. That's, That's kind of what I'm saying too. Thing. Yeah, but it is related to it is your cervix. Vida. I have so much stuff about my vagina because I've yeah. just been on a journey with it. Yeah, that sounds cheesy as fuck, but I've been on a motherfucking journey. It's a huge part of my life, yeah. and I I pull from personal things. Like I, what, I wouldn't be the type of comic that could go up there and do jokes like that aren't about my life. Stuff. No, like like the comics that influence me are like the Whitney Cummings, the Amy Schumer, the you know Nikki Glaser. Like that's what I gravitate towards. Mind you, like I don't want to be anything like them. I do think you need to find your own voice and stuff. But so much of my jokes that I have that could ever be a set is heavily focused on sex and vaginas and I often get in my head and go you need to write some other things or you need to have at least a couple other jokes in there that aren't focused on womanhood yeah but that's okay I think that's okay I think that's what your experience is and you've written those jokes and I think once you get up there you will find inspiration from other things from other things and I think too it's about me looking at it and going okay well what 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 could make this funny to a guy? So this is a joke about being a woman. Well, guys talk about their dicks for ten minutes. Know, so why do we? Why do you care? Thing. This is the thing. Like, and I laugh at those jokes. Yes, but guys don't necessarily laugh at. But just do it. Just and do then, it. Yeah. Yes, just do it. And yeah, then I, should. I think, and then you'll find more material. If you like doing it and you want to do it more, then you will continue to write, and right. you will find inspiration in other things. Fair enough. And I think that that's the majority of people. Yeah. I think it's just the other people that get in my head. Yeah. That make me feel like, oh, man, I don't want to be like have that pinned on me, too. You know, like like the sex. Comic I think. Yeah, sex, no, I know. But I think it's easy. Comic. Like my first like and I still talk about I talk about sexual stuff. Like I talk about lasering lady parts yes. and I talk about, you know, uh, orgies and stuff. And um, but. Um, I, I just, I don't think it matters. I don't think it's, it matters either. It's whatever. It's life. It's whatever inspires you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You just gotta find you, the funny in it. Yeah. And I've always just been kind of, I've always had a kind of dirty mind. Like I have a mind of like a 12 year old. Oh my God. Me sociopath. too. That's the thing. Yeah. I put a dirty, dirty spin on everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's, I think you should just do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah. I always just like especially asking female comics this because yeah. uh, I often wonder if it's, if it's a challenge that women face. I, I don't know. Well, it is. It feels, it feels I, it like is. it's much more heavily cri- criticized. Yes. Than- I think it is because I, um, I did a set um, somewhere and again, I only I talked about. Um, orgies, but I wasn't super explicit. I said dicks twice. And then I talked, and then <laughs> oh I, I know, and then I talked about my dog. Yeah, you got dog, you got a lot, some lots doggy of dog jokes. jokes. Yeah. And then I talked about like the, the child labor thing and the laser lady parts and that sort of thing. And, um, and the host came up and, and he was like, Oh, Adrian Gabrielle, she is funny. Well, she is dirty. She is dirty. And I was like, uh, really? Was I really that dirty? I talked about my dog for three quarters of the set, but like, I think if women talk about anything, uh-huh. like uh-huh. their vaginas, the, like any, anything sexual or perceived to be sexual, then you're immediately a dirty comic. But like guys, yeah, they, they can talk about their dicks. And that's the thing and when it's, it's put not, back on them, like it's, it's not just not, necessarily it's not dirty the same. for them. It's not. And I think it's just, I don't know. It, I think I asked someone about this and they're like, well, it's just guys always talk. 
I don't know. Guys always talk about their dicks, maybe in real life too. And but, like girls don't talk about that. Well, as we weren't. Much. We aren't encouraged to. Yeah, certainly. I think that that's changing a bit. But I think growing up generationally, like you know, talking about masturbation, like it was always very taboo for me. Right. Like I'm 32. Um, it's only been within probably the last seven years or so that I think it's become more. Yeah. Okay to talk about. So maybe that's why it's like you know it's like kind of like titillating when a woman does it and so right. that you immediately get branded as a dirty comic right. but again i think if like i think those jokes are easy to come up with initially yeah and there's no harm in that you should just try it you should just try it and see yeah. what happens yeah 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 oh man it's just it's just insane so adrian are you a single lady i am a single lady oh single ladies oh the single ladies mm. um what's your journey with that been like have you been single oh. for long? Um, yeah. yeah. I've been single since um 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. yeah. About the same. Well, yeah, me would be Yeah, 2013. So we were about the same. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you because you are we talked about before the mics came on and uh talked about how you know we work like you work we both yeah. work full-time kind of nine to five jobs you also work out you do comedy like you have a lot going on in your day mm-hmm. are you like actively searching yeah well, like or is it something that you want because i think you can want it but also recognize like it's not the right time for me or do you know yeah, what i mean that's yeah. kind of where i'm at where yeah. i'm like I, i'll always want it but can it happen? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I I'm sure. I mean, I guess I'm I'm open to it, but um like online dating and mm. it's just I find it so gross. It is. And depressing Ugh. that um I gave up on that long ago. So, I'm yeah, if it happens, it happens. But you found uh, you found a contentness in life where it's yes. not it's not like a it's not an overwhelming yeah. Sense of doom. Right. Yeah, sense of doom. That's a good way to put it. Because <laughs> that's yeah. how it feels for me. Because I think like it's just like I, I do really want it. Yes. Um, but I also recognize that I'm at a place where it's not it's not the right time. Right. I'm working a lot. Right. Trying to figure out my life. Yeah. And I recognize that that's not always hot. Going on a date with a girl who's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's not hot. Like, like guys probably want someone with their shit together. And I definitely don't. Have my shit together. Um, but like it is, I do get lonely. Do you ever get lonely? I do get lonely. Cause you, you live alone, you have a host. Yeah. And I have a doggy. Which helps. Which helps. Although she's not terribly cuddly. So like, <laughs> like I got this dog for like companionship and love. And that's probably why I started doing comedy. I was like, this bitch is not giving me what I need. Uh, my needs are not being met. So I'm going to try comedy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I get lonely, but um, I guess, yeah, you just, dating sucks. It really does. So I've started, you mentioned online dating. Uh, I am like, have not used the apps in a long time. I heavily use them in the summer. Um, but I've recently started doing these wing woman workshops um, oh. put on by my friend Geneva. Shout out Geneva. She's a matchmaker here in the city. She does these things called wing woman workshops where it's essentially just women get together and talk and it's kind of like group therapy. Oh my goodness. But it's women of all ages. Yes. Um. So like I'm in there. I'm 32. There's 
women who are like you know in their 50s 60s who've been divorced and are looking to get back out there and oh my god can is- you imagine how horrid that would be you think you've got life under control and you like you've got this path right and then your husband's like uh no i'm right? done and you're like 55 60 and that's the thing it's crazy that'd be awful a lot of the women there are older um and they're just like we i i just refuse to be unhappy and i want to meet someone and i want to get out there and <sighs> and a so lot hard. of them a lot of them say like are the older ones anyway are like i'm having more fun than ever i just want someone to come along for the ride with me and i'm like my god do i ever want to get to that point yes. where it's like to a bonus yeah where it's a bonus yeah. and not a and, like, requirement need, in my mind like a need yeah like you're needy yeah. and that's kind of what i feel because i feel like i just haven't truly experienced like have you had a lot of boyfriends in your past i have yeah yeah like long term or short term um some long term some short term some buried in the backyard <laughs> <laughs> just depends on what happened i don't know why i wasn't expecting don't that that's fuck great with me. that's so great <laughs> <laughs> wow but but you've been like since 2014 so yeah 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 okay oh man i don't know like I, I just feel like i've had two boyfriends and like neither of them seemed like looking back i'm like was that love like did i have <laughs> I know, right? you know what i mean and it, it just makes me feel sad sometimes that i i yeah. don't i don't get to experience the um you know the the picture of the flowers i mean like look who brought me flowers just because it's wednesday like <laughs> but i think that's kind of constructed by social like, media social media hundo percent right i think hundo percent. that's what can lead to depression and anxiety is like see that's a, that gets a ding see oh my god it's my first ding <laughs> I should have been digging it. Let's get more Prosecco That's up in right. here. I have a family okay, dinner this. after this, so yeah. I I think it's a, a, probably a good call to yeah, exactly. get a little buzz. You don't want you don't want wine from a Thai restaurant. Fuck that shit. <laughs> no. they, don't have, they don't have good quality wine. They don't have gancha. <laughs> they don't. No. Um, but it is, yeah, social media is a bitch, and it I is. hate it. And I hate that I'm so affected by seeing happy couples and get sad by it. And I don't want to feel this way i do but i don't know how to get rid of it right but <laughs> the it's, thing like, with it's like you have to go off grid i think that that's 100 probably true and also developing like kind of working on your relationships like for me it's like working on my relationships with like other women like mm-hmm. like i don't know i feel like i've been so busy lately that and friendships have been fine yeah, everybody's very busy yeah. people get busy life yeah. is busy yeah yeah, and Life is I so busy. it really is, and I think, yeah, I guess you you can watch, you can look at social media, but you have to remember that ninety. I think I feel ninety percent of it is a lie. It's all yeah. constructed. Yeah, and so yeah. even yeah. engagement photos. Oh god, like, I fucking can't stand shit like that. And like, it just doesn't seem. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Or those like baby reveal ones. Like my favorite couples are the ones that I hang out with and they're like, we're engaged. And I'm like, I had no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. Do you even care what other people think? <laughs> oh, wait, you actually just love each other and like want to do your thing. Right. That's you didn't amazing. have to like video the whole engagement. Like, like be that. in the moment. Don't video it. Like, mind yeah. you, I would be the person to post. <laughs> self-awareness of being like i hate the, the person that i want to be <laughs> that's 
great. I love that. That you should write that down. I hate the person I want to be. <laughs> to be. Like it's just this weird jealousy thing, and I hate it. And um, and I hate. I hate the loneliness, and I'm trying to figure out a way to combat that without needing a man. Alcohol. Oh, and I, I do a lot of that. Okay. But um, I, I feel like that can kittens. also go the you other have way. Kittens. I do have a cat, and I've thought about getting another one. Then you can but be I the want crazy a younger cat, cat lady. And I want it to be male. Okay. So bring some male energy in yeah, here. Yeah. And like have it feng, need feng me. shui. Yes. <laughs> Get some male energy in here. Because your dog, she's a girl, right? Yeah. Have you thought about getting another dog? I have, but I feel like Tula is a one dog kind of gal. One owner. Mm. What am I trying to say? One, one. She's She wants to be the only she's child. She's a solo. Yeah, she's a solo dog. Solo dog. And she would be really put out if I got another dog. Like, you think? Oh, God. Really put out. She hates all mammals. Yeah, all mammals. Like she will attack anything. Oh, she man. even like has start like she used to like people and now she gets angry at people sometimes too. Yeah. So Well, yeah, because Adrian was gonna bring Tula and I got excited at the idea of it at first, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh well if Mindy comes out, which she doesn't a lot, but if she does, then there's a moment that would be stressful for both of us. Yeah, it so. really would. It would be kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it would be like, that would be an edit for sure. Cause I do want to meet her next time you bring her though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, the first time you like scout out the place and you're like, okay, well, maybe Tula could handle this. Right. But, um, the does first- she wander? Like, if you were to let her out, like, would she wander around a bit? She would. She would like go like searching for food. Oh, like, she's highly you. food motivated. Ooh, me she's too. She's not love motivated. <laughs> I'm not me. I'm, I'm food motivated and, and love, love motivated. Yeah, me too. I love both. I love, Definitely. That. I love the I love people to be loving loved. me. Me too. I love food too. Oh, I'm such a food. Do you have any vices with food? Is there any like thing that you partake in that isn't the best for you? Oh God, that I, you're like obsessed with. Uh, well, just everything. Food in general. I will eat too much of everything. Like I love Korean food. But you work out. I work out. You said that you work out every yeah. morning at five thirty. Yeah. Well, not every morning um i work out three night three mornings a week and then i also do like you know i go walking and i do yoga and i play tennis and i, I mean go biking and i mean fuck still though i i eat a lot yeah <laughs> i love to eat yeah i love food too and, yeah and alcohol I but like i'm alcohol. also not i love to eat but i'm not a foodie Oh, I'm a huge foodie i'm a snob okay okay snob. so you're you're just you just love food Overall, I like the feeling food gives me, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Oh, really? Like I, I'm, I love junk food. Yeah, and food that tastes good, that's cheap and easy and quick. Like I eat for fuel, not for fun. That's oh, what I. That's why I kind of. Yeah. Like, I live to eat. That's like, the thing. I live to eat. I want to change that though, because there was a time in my life, probably like in my twenties, where us girlfriends would always go out for dinner. We don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore with you, my friends. You, well, if you'd like to go out for dinner anytime, I love to eat out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I have a running list of restaurants that I read about mm. that I want to try. Mm. And then I have a list of restaurants that I love that I go to when I want something guaranteed delicious. What What are those restaurants? Um, or like, what are your faves? I love uh, Truly Tasty, 9 Plus 9, Jin Chang. Oh, okay. Uh, Pho on the Dartmouth side. I like um, Geo's if I want to go super fancy. Um, Bitch, that is fancy. It's pretty fancy. 
Yeah. I've been I've been told that I'm a little bougie. Well, I mean Prosecco. Prosecco girl. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, yeah. if you're if you're if, if you're sustaining yourself, mm. getting your bills paid and then you can still do those things, yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. Um so like all like three quarters of those were like Asian food. Mm. Um I'm huge into Asian food. So what was your time in Korea and Japan like? It was life changing. Yeah. Life changing. I went over there like very, a very nervous, um, like scared of everything, super uptight. I mean, I am all those things still to a degree, but like. I don't see that at all. No, <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. No, I was like uber all those things yeah and i like like you know for like i couldn't have my food touching like the different types of food touching each other and i couldn't i couldn't stand dirt like dirt like i was like i went through this i just told my cousin this the other day i went through this phase where i thought like all the canned goods in my house had botulism and like i would open it and i'd be like this one's bad too and i'd throw it out like Shit. that's how crazy i was a little ocd yeah. Yeah. Are um, you generally OCD? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say I've, I have some, I've never been diagnosed with certain, no. with OCD, but I'm pretty sure there's, there's some, some tendencies there's there. A few tendencies there. <laughs> so when I went to Asia and like it like fixed everything really quick. Oh, really? Yeah. It's very like, I don't, you know, like it was very dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, in Korea, they recycled, um, the food like if you went there they give you side dishes to eat right Mm -hmm. and if you didn't finish your kimchi for example um they would take that kimchi and put it back in the the container of kimchi to give to someone else someone else and i the first time i saw that i was like like, what am i eating i was like oh my god i can't (laughs) believe i just saw that and then i just got over it really quick i was like you know what people Everybody lives differently. Right. Everybody has different practices. I haven't died yet. I didn't get food poisoning once in oh, Asia, wow, and shit. I lived there for three years. Really? That's yeah. shocking to me because yeah. I've I haven't really traveled much outside of North America, but I did. I have gone to Mexico a couple times. Yeah, got sick every time. Yeah, no, no. I and I also think that like living in an area like that really boosts your immune immune system. Yeah, I almost said immune. Immune, immune, immune. Was it a cu- huge culture shock too? Like huge, yeah. huge culture shock. Yeah. And I was very lonely. I spent oh. in Japan. I spent a lot of time by myself, oh. and I would go like maybe I could go. Maybe Maybe a week, two weeks without an actual real conversation, like a real oh English God. conversation. Holy so crap. it really changed me. It, like I really lived inside my head a oh, lot. Damn. And like became really accustomed to being alone. Ooh. And, but, you know, I'm still very needy. Okay. But. I still want to be loved. Would you say that that helped? With loneliness. And- no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, but it did. It did help. Like, you know, like it really did help with a lot of my uh, OCD type things. Like I'm not as I'm not as I see. I was I used to be like super anal retentive clean, like crazy clean. Oh, OK. Like every week you had to, I had to clean every part, like my entire apartment, you know, bathroom, floors, kitchen and now i mean i'm I'm just not like that you're a little more so laid back very late much so more laid back it kind of helped you let go a bit a little yeah now anybody's all my friends that listen to this might not agree <laughs> but i really do like it did change me and it really opened my world view like mm. that you know like because growing up it's changing here a lot recently in the past 10 years 
But growing up, it was very white here. Very yeah. white. Yeah, absolutely. And so you kind of have this this very narrow view of the world. And then 100%. moving to Asia really And you didn't just up. visit there. Like, you lived there. Yeah, there's a difference, I think, between visiting a place yeah. and living in a place. Yeah. And having to respect other cultures and, like understand like what what they like for example like meal times or greetings or like you know gift giving or things like that all those things like and how they how they social graces yeah you know yeah that's so transportation how like you know when you go to take a a a train or subway what are the what's the etiquette involved with all those things that's overwhelming yeah did you do a lot of research before you went did I did um I think that helped a lot yeah but you also you learn very quickly to be very observant you spend right. a lot of time watching people so and learning following their cues because my dream is to eventually go to Greece by myself yes um which is insane because I'm very much an extrovert I love people I love being around people living alone even is kind of a challenge because I do get lonely, but there's something about the idea of like going somewhere alone as a woman and like just living for you for a little bit. That's so appealing to me. Yeah. And I want to get to a point where like I'm financially good that I can say I'm taking two months off and I'm going to Greece. Oh my God. That would be so fantastic. I've traveled by myself and it's wonderful. And it's, it's also like, I think conquering my fears too, because I'm very anxious I rely a lot on people. So, you know, like if I'm out on a new spot, like I'll be texting my friends like, what do I do here? What do I like? And there's something about the idea of just taking your independence in your own hands and just figuring it out. Yeah. You just freaking figure it out. And you go and you eat good meals. You go to restaurants alone. Yeah. Like you really, truly actually are just like now. I mean, I've gotten better at um, being like there's a restaurant I want to go to. And I'm just going to go. Do, just, I'm just going to go. That's what I do. I just uh, do it. Because I used to rely heavily on like asking friends and like waiting around for friends to come with me. Yeah. And I'm starting to get to a point where I'm like, I'm not getting any younger. Why aren't I living? Yes, exactly. You know, like, why aren't I just, you know, I used to not go to the movies alone. I will go to movies alone. Although one time I went to a movie alone and a very nice man sat two seats over from me and had his hands underneath his coat the whole time. No! But, yeah. Shut up! Yeah. yeah, but I was like... Shut up! This is when I was like about like 24 and I was so mortified. I didn't know what to do and I just sat there and like was just like, okay, well, oh, he's not sitting next to me, so... My God. Yeah, and it was weird because it wasn't like a sexy movie. It wasn't a movie where like, you know, like you'd think someone would do that. It was like... I don't even remember the movie, but it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't a sexy movie. Gotta wonder, like, what's going on in his life that he goes to the movie theater to do that? I know, right? Like, is he, like, just never alone otherwise? I don't know. Or maybe that he just gets off on doing that in public and nobody knows. That's so creepy. Yeah. I mean, to each their own, but that's so creepy. Yeah, well, it was creepy for me. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't do it in front of other people. That's a little messed up. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's so, so how long were you in... Korea, Japan. So I was in Korea for one year and Japan for two. And Korea, Japan is very different from Korea. So just to, just to, um, clarify, Korea was very dirty and like people would, you know, like, 
pee on the streets and and poop on the streets Ugh. like the kids would poop on the streets and stuff yeah and i don't know about adults but i saw a lot of kids pooping on the streets and you know there was just a lot of like there were outdoor markets so uh-huh. there was a lot of like you know fruits and vegetables just like discarded and stuff like that and, right and like just garbage and people would um drink like uh, men would go out after work and drink copious amounts of alcohol and then throw up so there'd be throw up everywhere on the streets and but japan was very and and korea was i loved korea it was fantastic i, yeah. I know i'm painting it as a really, right you're just being honest but yeah, yeah like you, those were yeah. the kind of weird gross different things but J- korea was fantastic it's my favorite cuisine mm. i love korean food i eat it all the time i the people were super kind and um they just welcoming right. and just wonderful and just yeah and i traveled by myself and i felt completely safe it was just wonderful well that's a good feeling because that's another anxiety yeah. i have about traveling alone yeah it's just not feeling yeah safe. no you d- oh, totally feel safe in many parts of the world but uh, but japan was different in that it was much more kind of buttoned up like a little more uptight a little bit more organized and more structured yeah. like very like like um everything had its place and right people were also they were very welcoming and kind and they would help a stranger in a second um but i always think of korea as kind of it was a little bit more like the wild west right of asia where japan was just a little bit more yeah buttoned up but a little up. more like i picture like people in suits more con- there were a yeah. lot of suits in Korea, but they were like they, they and they they would let loose in Japan too. A lot of men would go drinking after work, and yeah, it was kind of a cultural thing where they would go out and drink after work and uh huh, you know, socialize with their coworkers. I hope my friend doesn't mind that I'm mentioning this, but I have a friend who's uh recently visited and she offered to do an episode of, about this, and I was I was just kind of like, oh no, like let's let's just hang out off mic, like. I don't want to, like, use your life as content kind of thing, but she had a crazy situation where her husband, she married a Japanese guy, like, ended up cheating on her. And and it was his boss buying him sex workers. (gasps) And over there, I guess it's very common to be frowned upon if you turn down a situation like that. You could lose your job. Was this happening in Japan or here? Japan. Wow. And so she ended up divorcing him. Over in Japan, which I guess That's- divorces in Japan are really easy, apparently. Are they? Very, like, quick, easy, just fill out a form. Really? Like, not that expensive, like, super easy wow. to do. So she, she got free common. of that situation. Good, Good for, for her. her. Yeah. That would be pretty awful. Yeah, it was out. crazy. She came and visited and, like, sat in my friend's living room and told us the whole story and we were just like holy fuck yeah that's holy nutty. fuck yeah that's insane she has a new boyfriend now who would never do that so but i guess it, it's part of it's a cultural thing it's I'm a cultural sure. thing the expectation yeah yeah which is uh crazy unfortunate yeah for her yeah oh my god that's awful can you imagine no and then having your husband be like my boss bought me a sex worker and i couldn't say no can't say no no wouldn't want to offend i mean i mean you wouldn't want to offend your boss so you like you know completely break your trust with your wife but you didn't offend your boss I, i know isn't that fucked well that's the thing it's like loyalty like i guess like over there it's very like you need to be really loyal to your employer yeah and so turning that down is seen as like not loyal. like almost like career suicide because they were yeah. like they call themselves salary men yeah 
you know, they, 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 they have this kind of like, I, yeah, I go to work. I spend a lot of time at work. I work my ass off. And then I come home late at night. I have my supper, my bath. That and I go is to made bed. by your wife. Yeah. And then I have my bath that's poured by my wife. Yeah. And I go to bed. Yeah. And then I get up and do it all over again. It's not, uh, not a life I would want. No. Um, at all. And then also it was interesting because because I like Tokyo is kind of on my bucket list of places I'd want to see. It's a fantastic see. city. And then my friend Emily was like, it's most of Japan is not like that. Like Tokyo is its own world. But the entire country of Japan is fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Beautiful too. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. And people, like I said, and it's so easy to get around. The And the people are so kind and they would help you yeah. in a second if you were having problems. I'd love yeah. to go. I mean, oh there's so God. many places I want to go. I just can't picture. I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to make more money. I need to travel more. Like I just can't, I want to do it so bad that I, I look at people who travel and I'm like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, I lived in Asia for three years, so it was easy, you know. So you had a job. You had a job. Yeah, I had a job there. I taught school over there. So you know, I went to Hong Kong, Macau, Thailand, the Philippines. You know, I didn't make it to India. That was one of the places I really wanted to go to, and I missed out on that. That would be really interesting. But yeah, and then my mother lives in Amsterdam. Oh, cool! So that makes it easy to go to Europe. So I've been to Europe like. 10 times damn yeah so you're a little you're a little bit of a traveler here. But just a bit i hate bug. flying but i love to travel i fucking hate flying too oh are you God. just terrified of oh, it yeah, yeah i take copious amounts of xanax oh like i'm just high as a kite like i don't even there's like i don't remember <laughs> large portions of the journey you know yeah. And yeah, but I get there. You did know? anything? Did was it always bad, or did any? Did the traveling so much help at all with that? I think it's when I realized that I could die. Yeah, you know, and that yeah. it would be a horrible death. That I just like it just sent my anxiety through the roof. See, would it be horrible though, or would it be quick? You would be. It well, would be horrible for like two. Two minutes while you're going down. You would know. And you like, would be you like... You would know that you were going to die. Your life would flash before uh, you multiple times. Two minutes, like at least. What do you think you would see if your life was flashing before your eyes? Oh, my God. What a deep fucking question. But That's, I... I don't know. Like, I often think about that. I'm like, who would I try to text right away? And like, who would... It, I don't know if you'd have time in those two minutes because you'd not. probably be spinning and flipping and hurtling and... And pissing your pants. The idea of that is just <laughs> insane to me. It would be awful. Right? Awful. There yeah. was a, apparently. That's a, why I'm high when I fly. <laughs> I need to do that. I yeah, usually just. Xanax. I usually just get a lot of gum and, cause my mm-hmm. ears get really affected by planes. Gum won't cut it for me. No? I need drugs. Oh man. Like I will, I, I, yeah, I just can't fly with it. Can you it. sleep on planes? Yeah, cause I'm high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> like that Xanax makes you sleepy. It really calms you down. Yeah, that's what I would need to for sure. Like I, I just I I try to keep thinking. I have so much anxiety over planes. I would say planes and also cars. I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty terrified of cars. Yeah, like being in them, being around them. Like uh, it's just really bad. And I keep trying to like manage that anxiety by going. Well, what's worse, never going to Greece like right. you want to, right. or the plane ride? Like you're gonna have never the FOMO, going to Greece. Never going to Greece. Like Greece is my number one. I would say like Italy is up there too. 
I would love to go to Italy. Like, like there's so many Italy places I want to go. Gorgeous. I've been yeah. to Italy. I just want the food. I've not been to. Oh my god, the food. I've not been to Greece, but I know people have been. And you, yeah, don't let the fear of flying stop you from going. Just get a prescription for Xanax. Just, yeah, I love that. That could go on a landscape and photograph. Be, don't let better. the fear of flying stop you. Just get some Xanax. That's right. That could be a good, yeah, good ad for TV. I'll be the spokesperson. Xanax should sponsor us. Tiffany Haddish has Groupon. I've got Xanax. Xanax. Is Xanax just literally like, it just de-stresses you? Like, it's like a, what, it's like a anti-anxiety drug. I think so I get, it just takes all your worries away. I get it mixed up with Xantex, which is your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Because I take a lot of that for my stomach. Yeah, no, this is just, it totally takes the edge off. Yeah. It's like Valium Light. Ooh. Which is also a very good drug. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? We talked about earlier being being exhausted. Uh, are you a stressed out person in oh, general? Oh my God, stressed out. I am wound up tighter than I don't even know why. Like, are I'm you? Just, oh my God, I am so wound up tight. Again, Asia took a lot of the edge off, but I am still a very wound up tight yeah? person. Well, you manage a lot, so you you need to find a way to do all this and then do this crazy thing, which is comedy in the nighttime. And so how do you manage all the different energy levels so you wake up and you mm. you know you work out three times a week so you need to find energy to work out then mm-hmm. you gotta find the energy to go to work and do your job well yeah and then you gotta do the things that we all do in adult life errands cooking like cleaning all that and then you do comedy so th- there's like a thousand energy pools mm-hmm. how does the I take try to take very good care of myself. I try to mm. eat very well. I try to get it doesn't happen. I try to get more than six and a half hours of sleep every night. It's a very precise number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very six and precise. A half. Well, because you know, seven and more is like considered a good night's sleep, but because I go to bed at ten thirty and usually like I it takes a while to fall asleep and then I wake up between four and five, it's not over seven i know it's so i try to get six and a half or more doesn't happen and i um yeah i just try to and i exercise which is a good de-stressor i do yeah and i try to do yoga and all that other stuff that's what keeps me going the self-care self-care so like i've been thinking a lot about self-care lately Mm -hmm. and how it's so fascinating to me because I posted a status being like, hey, like, hot tips. How the fuck do you keep this all together? Oh, yeah, and I made a joke about it. I think I said um, alcohol and... You did. Something. You were one of the rare women that didn't actually list a paragraph. And so I followed up that status with the idea that self-care culture is almost as stressful as stress itself. Because I feel like as women, even with self-care, we try to do so much. Yeah. You know, like I had women commenting, like, and there were good, all good suggestions, like, do not get me wrong, but it was like, take a bath and make sure you read, make sure you get your sleep, eat vegetables. Like, it was just like thing after thing after thing. And I realized that I'm like, holy fuck, we're trying to do so much, even when it comes to like relaxing. It's insane to me. And I almost feel like it's just about finding maybe one or two things that you can do daily, like that just, are for you. That's exact. I think that's exactly what it is. If you, if, if trying to relax stresses you out because you're doing 15 things, that's how stressed not I relaxed, am. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm so, so stressed. Just pick one but, or two. 
Because that's what I do. I try. I try to get good night's sleep. I try to eat well, and I try to. I always try to exercise. And those are the three biggest things for me. The three pillars. Kind yeah, of I think so. I mean, that's so smart. I mean, but, I, you know, exercise is tough. Like, so how do you find the motivation to exercise? Um, I don't want to get fat. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't want to get fat, but I also love self-soothing with junk food. That's so it's such a fucking... why you have to work out. I like, know. It's like, otherwise, yeah, I don't want to get fat. So that's that's all it is. I'm very vain. I yeah. am very vain. And I like that you're honest about that. I am. I'm very honest. I'm honest about it. I am very vain. So many people make it about, well, you just, you need to feel, like, make it about feeling better. I'm like, no, I want to look better, too. Yeah. I want to look good for as long as possible. Yeah. And I feel like if you, if you, um don't take care of yourself like through, like, let's say in your your teens and your 20s and your 30s. Then by the time you're like 60, you're going to look like you're 95. And like, really? Like, do I want to look like an old shoe? Yeah. No. So you know? true. I would yeah. be like the happy, blissful, having so much fun in life, older woman. Yeah. And every single psychic I've gone to has told me, like, you're going to find happiness much later in life. And I'm like, oh, well, good to know I'll find it eventually, but well, kind least- of sucky that it's not happening right now. Yeah, but at least you have something to look forward to. At least now like, you're like, well, I won't, you know, I'm not going to kill myself because later I will be happy. You know? That's kind of how I, I'm trying to see it. I'm like, right now it's like work your ass off time. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get, like I said, to the point where I can be like, I'm going to Greece for two months and yeah. fuck you all. I'll see you later. Exactly. Hope you're all doing well. Yeah. Bye. I'm going to be on a beach eating fatta cheese. Yes. Oh, yes. And what is that? Spanakapita or yes. something? I mean, Greek food mm-hmm. is like my favorite food. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Greek Kalamata food. Kalamata so olives. <sighs> Whatever the hell those are. Yep. Yeah. So good. Like, nice. I, like, that's just my dream for myself is to just be on a beach. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you water. to do this. I want to hear all about it. And maybe I won't even have the podcast then because I'll be like, I'm going away for two months. I'm not even doing that. Bye. Well, yeah, put it on hiatus for it. Yeah. That's maybe the only time I'll go on hiatus is mm-hmm. for Greece time. Greece. Yeah. yeah. Two months. Hell yes. Do it. Two, maybe not two because I have a cat. Depending oh. on if she's still around or not. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that would make me sad about leaving my animals. Yeah. I can understand that. You know. I've only left Tula for the longest um, like 10 days. Oh, uh, yeah. And she hated me. Isn't it? It's such a, like, having a little creature, like, greet you in the morning and, like, be at your bed at nighttime is she, the best feeling. I love her. Yeah. I know. I love her. Even though she's not, you know, she's, <laughs> she's not very, she doesn't, she's very standoffish. She's not very, she doesn't show a lot of love. But I, I, I love her. But don't you think that that makes it more special for the moments you have with her? Because yeah, you know that she like, truly loves you. A, yeah, it's almost like a codependent relationship. Yes. Like, Please love me. Yes. Yeah. Because my cat is the same. She's very um, antisocial with other people. Yeah. Will hide a lot. And a lot of times, like, she has these sad looking eyes. So people are like, what's wrong with your cat? Is she? Aww. And I'm like, no, like, she's the sweetest little girl with me. Yeah. She's a one human cat. I think is what it is. And that's what Tula is. She's yeah. a one human dog. Yeah. And I think that that makes it more special because it means that they truly love you and they form the bond with you. Yeah. And they're not just going to give that away to anybody. Yeah. They and don't give it away for free. Yeah. And I feel like ch- like Chihuahuas because she's a Chihuahua, yes. right? 
like they have that personality mm-hmm. they're not like a golden retriever where golden retrievers love, love everyone and like yeah. will like probably lick the face of a murderer yeah exactly you know yeah, like, yeah that like, was good don't get me wrong i love dogs but if i could if i if i could ring the bell that would have been a, that would have <laughs> been a bell ring. Oh, oh you can ring that it. was a bell you ringer can ring it whenever. lick the face of a murderer that is a golden retriever that's why i hate those fuckers right they're too loyal they love everybody yeah. and, and i'm just like you know you're just stupid you well, love that's, everybody that's the thing and that's that's what i find with like a lot of i would say like dog people versus cat people a lot of times dog people are like oh well like dogs are so loyal and they're man's best friend and, not like, everyone do everything for you you're not yeah which i appreciate cat people are more like well cats they need to earn your trust and everything is exactly earned. and that makes it more special oh, i meant not every dog oh no because yeah. like just like golden retrievers will love everybody chihuahuas i've heard and i've I know Tula is like this. She's a good example of this. But I've heard that they will be a one owner dog. And if you like have to relinquish your dog, for example, Mm. um, they will not just go and immediately bond with another person. So kind of like a cat where a cat is like, "Um, I don't have to love you. I put them on the same level in a way. Mm hmm. Because they're also the same size as a cat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, if I were to ever to get a dog, I think it would be a smaller dog. Yeah. Like Because you can carry them around. Yeah, I can carry them around. I kind of have a soft spot for, like, terriers. Like, oh, little terrier puppies. Yeah. I have a soft spot for, like, the Toto from, like, yes. Wizard of Oz. Oh, my Oz, God, there's a cute little dog. I yeah. hope to Do you know kids in the hall? One. Kind of, sort of. I saw the Kevin McDonald show. Yeah, yeah. I saw that show, but, like... They sang a song um, on their show called Terriers Are My Favorite Kind of Breed. You should Ooh, look it up. I'm you would look love it, it. I love terriers. They're your favorite kind of breed. Ooh. Yeah. Favorite kind of breed. Yeah. yeah Toto is cute. I do want to own a dog at some point. I just like, I just, I, it's kind of like a kid. Like, I don't want to fall in love with the idea of it if my life doesn't get to a point where I think it can happen. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing that you probably can't have this doggy. Actually, they did go dog friendly, but then what happened was they were overrun with dogs Um. and. The shitty dog owners weren't cleaning up poop in the lawn. And <sighs> so now they're everybody. saying no new dogs. Okay. So there's dogs in these buildings, but there's no new that dogs sucks. coming in. Because the, uh, the fucking owners weren't picking up the shit. Shitty dog owners ruin it for everybody. And Halifax is not, I think, is not a terribly dog-friendly city. No, not really. Not like the, the, the amount, the number of apartments that uh, allow dogs is abysmal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. I'm like, I think that I would get one when I'm at a place where I know I can have them. There's space. Mm-hmm. There's like a good yard. Like I, I would need the things to be in place. Yeah. Because even now thinking about getting another cat, I'm like, well, I need another room. Yeah, right? <laughs> like I, I, I just like my sister's a vet and um, tells me a lot about, you know, like especially like even like litter boxes. Like a lot of mistakes cat owners make is like they all share a litter box. Multiple Don't cats. Don't do that. Multiple litter boxes. Multi- and it's usually... One per cat. Plus oh my one, god! Plus one. One per cla- cat plus, plus one. one. So if you had two cats, three. <gasps> that's really? the ideal. That's the ideal situation. Wow. Yeah. So even ideally with Mindy, that's a lot of pooper scooping, right? Well, that's the thing. If I were to get another cat, I would one hundred percent have to get another litter box, and I don't want to be. You just don't have the room. I don't right? have the room. Yeah. You should get my old place. Yeah, it was in well, Dartmouth. Yeah, three bedrooms, Ooh, 11, uh, 1095 I mean, even that would be in my budget. It's 
It was amazing. Cleopatra. You could have kitties galore. I could have you a- could have 10,000 kitties and well, maybe I could not have 10, a cat room and a studio room. You could have, yeah, it was fantastic. I loved it. I miss it, but I love my house. So. Yeah, and is your house now a one bedroom, two bedroom? It is a three bedroom Holy house. God, three fucking bedrooms. Three- yes! yes, I love when I hear about single women owning houses. Yeah, because you don't you. hear it a lot. No, and it gives me hope, and it yes. makes me want to know what you did to get there, and it makes me want to get my tricks. life together. Well, I have a friend, Catherine, who, same thing, she owns a house. and Did she turn she, tricks? I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> it's uh, having sex for money. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. If yeah. she did, we're having an episode all about that. Um, is that something you think you could ever do? Just, no. Just a random question oh for you. Okay, okay. No, I, w- I recently watched a, a documentary on... Um, Sugar Daddies and Sugar Babies. Did, Did you, you really? see that on the CBC? No. Yeah. It was on CBC? Mm-hmm. Well, mm. I've I've had uh people on who have done it. Really? Yeah. I know I I have a I have an acquaintance who was a um a prostitute and um yeah, I no, I could not. No, I could not do that. We were talking about this last night. Actually, I had two girlfriends over, and because I've done the, I, I, there was a brief period of time that I was on the seeking seeking arrangements app, which is the sugar daddy app. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was messaging with somebody, and I just realized that there's two things that I need in place in order to do this. Right. If it's if it's companionship, and you're paying me for that. Sure, I'll fucking talk to anybody. Right. I don't give a shit. But like, I need expectations to be set. In other words, I'm not banging you unless I'm attracted to you. Yeah. If I'm a, and what attractive guy is paying for sex? <laughs> that's kind of my question. Right? That's kind of my question. And I think that's what I, I, I like, I didn't watch the entire documentary because it kind of made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Uh, that's what a lot of these girls were doing was that they were having sex with people, multiple people, and basically they were sex workers and they kind of they pretended to themselves that they weren't. Right. And I was like, no, actually you're doing sex work. Yeah. Um, and and there's nothing wrong with sex work if nothing. that's what you want to do. But um, no, I, I, I paid for my house through like... You gotta government, have government job. You gotta have some sort of confidence and ownership over that and self awareness and like, right. and knowing what you're doing and being secure in what you're doing. Yes. And I think a lot of the girls that I saw in this documentary were kind of fooling themselves. They were like, they, they, they thought that they were. Yeah, I think they just mm, thought they were just I going think, on dates. Yeah, they were going on dates. And I think they thought that they were uh, some of them thought they truly had like out of like they had seven guys that they were having these uh, relationships with. And one of them, they were like, oh, yeah, well, someday we'll get married. And I'm oh, like, really? No. Oh, 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 oh. Well, and it's such a tricky thing because I mean, like I've been in numerous situations where I've been broke, where I've been like, oh, what what could I do to get money at this point? You know, survival mode, all, all this. But it's like when it comes down to it, it's like I think it can actually become addictive in that, OK, you go over for dinner with somebody yeah. and they give you money. Oh, like you might give them a hand job. You get a little more money right. and you keep getting more money. Right. And you're like, oh, shit. Like if I do this, yeah, I could be pay off my debt. Right. And and it's it's sad but also i get it at the same time because it's like just it's just money in your pocket yeah i think it's like but i think it's like um like it's sugar daddy sugar baby thing it's just a a veiled sex work oh very true yeah 100 percent. 
And I just feel kind of sorry for some of the people yeah. that get involved and think it's otherwise. Yeah. And again, I see nothing wrong with sex work if that's what you want to do. But, but it's, it's the lock. They, of, it's they're pretending this... that it's something different, and it's right. Not. That's so I, true. I think it's no. I agree. That's yeah. It's a little bit. I sad. Feel like people are going to watch this and be like, "Oh my fuck, she is an opinionated no, bitch." No way. I mean, that's, that's not the a, That's not a strong talking. Like, and we're at the end of the episode, so whoever hears it is, deserves to hear it. <laughs> they're like truly committed to this interview. Yeah. No, but like it, it's yeah. I've been in situations where I'm like. Could I do it? And then I, well, I often land on no. Well, you I know what I almost did? When I lived in Japan, I almost did, um, what was it? What's it called? Oh my God. Oh, there's a term for it where women, um, they sit in bars and they talk to men and you're just, uh, oh, there's a name for it. It's not hooker. <laughs> What is it? So you're just a uh, like a like a. You just sit in a bar and you get paid to talk to men. And I can't remember what it's called. And I knew a couple damn. girls when I lived there who were doing it. Um, that would be fine. And I was I almost did it, but because again the previous topic we talked about how I am such an early bird, like to go into Tokyo and to have that part time job in addition to the teaching job that I was doing, I would have to stay up all night and get the train in the morning. And then go to work. I could not do yeah, it. That is the only thing that stopped me from possible. doing it. Cause I thought it would have been a, an amazing experience to like do something that, cause there weren't a lot of foreign women who would do that job. Most of the people who did that job were Japanese. Really? But there were some foreign women that were hired to do that job. And I thought that would be a fascinating job. Well, if job. the expectations are there and, and you're not expected to do anything else or pressured just, to do anything else, that would be amazing. I, I think, I, I mean, I think if you wanted to, you could, but I, but you were just hired to chat with customers, which is 100%, I think, a service that some people want and it's There's a, a lot of lonely businessmen a lot of lonely businessmen and like listen it's intimacy some people don't have it some people have busy lives and they just want to talk to somebody mm-hmm. yeah i would love I, if i got paid to talk to someone i'd fucking do it yeah god damn yeah exactly i would too yeah well we talking. should quit just our talking. jobs and move there together yes and and go do that that would be fantastic. What a, what a plot twist this will be. I would love that. I loved I loved Asia. And honestly, like, I've, yeah, I I loved it. I would love to go with a friend who's been there before, okay. like, with, you know, experience and stuff. As soon as I said I loved Asia, there's always a caveat. And it is that if I were to go back, it would have to be with someone else because it was a very lonely yeah. experience. Yeah, I think that would be extremely the culture shock would be too much, I think, yeah. to go just by yourself. Yeah. And I know people yeah. who went there, they had a partner. And to me, it's a completely different experience because you always had someone to talk, talk to. to, confide in. Yes. And learn together, kind of learn yeah. about it together. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, I often say about the Greece thing going alone, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind having one person. But I mean, a month is different. Yeah. You're not going to Greece for a year. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think having one travel buddy. Maybe would for be a ideal. couple weeks. What if your travel buddy came for like two weeks in the middle? So you had like a week by yourself Self. and then a week that by yourself. That would be amazing. And you could do whatever you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. See, I'm very selfish and vain. No, but I like that though because you're right. Like there is an aspect of traveling with a friend where you need to pick the right friend because you, you can't be with someone who doesn't let you see the things that you want to right. see. And you don't want to feel bad about leaving them behind exactly. either. So like you have to find the right person who's like matches your travel style. And I'm a very... Uh, um, 
Like I like like when I was in Mexico, I like to do the beach day, relax, but then no more than one day of that. And yes. then I'm out tra- doing excursions right. and things. Like I'm a variety. But traveler. what if your friend was like, "I just want to spend every day on the beach," and why aren't you spending it with me? Ugh. Yeah. Or they could be like, "I want to spend every day on the beach. You go do what you want, and I'm here when you get back." That's that the be best perfect. type of traveler. Yes, because yes. then you have someone you can come back to. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my god, like look what I did, da, 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 da. and then like you can yeah. just have someone to confide in, kind of thing. That's a you That'd have to find someone who's who's able to negotiate that and be like, okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, like I totally am happy spending the day on the beach, and then you come back and maybe we have dinner together. Oh, that yeah. seems like the dream life. Yeah, <laughs> I just got sad thinking <laughs> about that. I'm like. I just want someone to have dinner with Girl, I'll go, to, I'll go to Greece with you. Okay, let's fucking do it. Because I'm that traveler. I don't, I don't need to, like, I, I don't need to have, I like, that. I don't, I'm like, like, you have to spend every waking moment with me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, when it does happen, I'm going to be confiding in my traveling friends and just being like, what do I do? And Yes, like, exactly. Like, building that network. Somebody who's of. been to Greece before, you just ask them what are some things to do. What? And all the recommendations and yes. stuff. I, I looked at Airbnbs recently there, and I was like, holy fuck, this, this is so going to be so expensive. But, like I like I said, I, I want to go big or go home. And I see this time in my life, like, I'm not taking little vacations here and there. I'm like... I'm going to just save for this one big ass vacation. Mm-hmm. Like I want to I want to be in I want to have my own infinity pool, motherfuckers. Oh my god. I want to I want to stay in in fucking Santorini for a couple nights in a fancy ass. That's With my your dream. own infinity pool. That's yes. that is fancy and yes. expensive. But then I would slum it otherwise, but I would have a couple nights yeah. where I'm like Yeah. Well, like how slumming? Are we talking about like youth hostels or um, like I wouldn't want to do that. Just like a crappy Airbnb. I would want my own room and my own like space. Right. But I like I don't need much. Right. For that as long as there's like electricity and a you know what I mean? Yes. Like the basics. Yeah. And a bet cuz like I like I said I'm not someone who would want to just stay in the hotel room. I I would want to be out. So really the hotel rooms are for sleeping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I do it. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't spend much time in the hotel room, so it doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be fancy. It no. just needs to have a bed and a shower and be clean. That's be clean. it. Yeah. That's have it. Good, some good reviews. Yeah. Although I've been in some pretty dirty hotel rooms. Oh, man. Again, Asia. Asia. Very, yeah. Fuck very it. sketch. We could just do like a whole traveling episode. Oh, there's, we've only scraped the surface with you. I'm so sad we have to end it. That's okay. We can have another one sometime. We can have another one. So this was, so, Andrea, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Uh, I'm super honored that you chose me to be on Absolutely. This. I'm honored for, to have you on. And, and uh, tell the people, so where can people find you, follow you, stay up to date with your shows? Is um, there any, is, do you recommend that or no? Yeah, yeah. I'm on Facebook as Adrian Gabrielle and I'm on um, Instagram as Adrian gabrielle um and um yeah that's it i i really should be on twitter more but i'm not i mean no one is it's it's kind of the the outcast of the social media yeah do you have any shows coming up that like you could plug oh i just did one last night and it was fantastic um i am at oasis on tuesday Mm. and i'm doing the women's show at oasis in december perfect i will plug that one is that december december 3rd i think or december 4th I'll, i'll confirm it yeah and then i'm um I'm going to New Orleans and I'm going to do a couple shows there. Amazing. Good for 
you. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Yay. That's probably one cool thing about being a comedian and being a traveler. Like, you could find some shows to do while you're in the city yeah, that you're always. seeing. Every, every time I go somewhere, I, I pick up a couple shows. And then you get kind of get the sense of the scene there. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I did, um, I just, I did some in Amsterdam this year, um, and a bunch in Ottawa. And Ooh. yeah. So that's awesome. I always try to do comedy. Oh, good for you. Thank well, you. I enjoyed you quite a bit. I'm so glad you came on. Thank you for having me. And we'll have to have a girls' night some night. I would and love that. Plan a trip Yay. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can trust you in tr- with traveling. Definitely. Like, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so. I'm not a, like a guy when a guy says, you can trust me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Fucking run. Run. But I'm like, we all I'm, know a, the nice I'm, guys. A nice, I'm a nice girl. You are. You're a lovely mm, you girl. Can trust me. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. We end the episode with a bell ring. So Ooh, you get to yay. ring the bell. Yay. Woo. Ring that bell. We got it. We're done.